No Zion Williamson, no Brandon Ingram, and guess what? The Pelicans' depth comes through yet again. New Orleans looked great despite their stars being out, and I'll explain what let them get a 31-point lead. But starting on Friday, the Pelicans' depth is going to be facing its biggest test yet. Let's break it down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday, day after the Pelicans win over the Houston Rockets, 119-108. Final score looks closer than it actually was with New Orleans getting as big of a th- as a 31-point lead in this one. Just running this team out of the building, holding on until the end. That's to be expected, but I'll break down that part of it coming up in today's show. How did they get that 31-point lead? Who are the big performers? And now, this team faces its truest test yet. We'll break it all down here in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team in a way that you don't get anywhere else. Here every single day, the good, the bad, the wins, the losses, the trade deadline talk, which is a lot a lot of what we're going to focus on coming soon. So let's get into this game. A 119-108 win over the Houston Rockets where they had a 31-point lead. I went on ESPN Radio with Gus Kattengill yesterday. He asked me, what's kind of the key to this game? Because you know Houston's going to come out and play despite only having 10 wins. And to me, it was just kind of simple. Like, start the right guys, put enough offense out there on the court, execute well, don't turn the ball over and gift easy points to the Houston Rockets and just get a win. This team, yeah, is going to fight hard, but they're still growing. There isn't a ton of talent, top-end talent there yet. And they're just starting to kind of check out on this team as the season has gone on and we're not even halfway through. You do that and don't just make it easy on them. You can run away with a win. And I looked pretty smart for a while in the first half, particularly the end of the first quarter, where New Orleans was up by a few. But really over the final three minutes, you saw Houston kind of melt down combined with really good defensive play from the Pelicans end up leading to a massive differential here as the Pelicans scored 45 in the first quarter to just 22 for the Houston Rockets. Look, game was pretty much over there and then. You saw Silas, their head coach, get ejected after picking up two tacks, and the rest of the team just kind of seemed to quit on the Rockets from there on out. Pelicans took care of the ball for the most part, just 14 turnovers. That's good for them, and it was kind of smooth sailing, and the depth stepped up. Certainly, you had C.J. McCollum, who was on, and you needed him to really step up in this game and make his shots. 28 points from him on the night, 5 of 11 from deep. That's what you want to see from him, the shooting. Six assists, setting other guys up once the defense has really started to key in on him. But look, when Brandon Ingram's out, when Zion Williamson's out, it's got to be C.J. first and foremost. And he delivered, stepped into that role. 
He's been playing significantly better than he was for the first month, month and a half of the season. And now he looks to be the CJ we know. This was a great game from him on the night, hitting those threes, getting to the line a little bit, dishing the ball out and not turning it over, not forcing things. Just took those easy shots that he got against this Rockets team that plays zero defense. None, none. And then the depth really shone through, right? You had six guys in double figures here. Everyone who played other than Devontae Graham, and I don't mean this is a knock on him, scored points. Guys stepped up. Billy Hernan Gomez off the bench, 14 points. Jose Alvarado, 13 off the bench. We'll get into those guys in the third segment, along with Najee Marshall doing his Najee Marshall things. We'll talk about him in the third as well. And then Trey Murphy doing it from three-point range and uh, down low, getting a couple of dunks into this game too. Those guys stepping up, the depth stepping up against a bad team and having the right level of intensity, not playing down to the opponent, protecting the ball. It was everything you want to see from New Orleans. I don't really have much to complain about in this one. The lead got whittled away in the fourth quarter, maybe the end of the third, you could say. But when you have a 31-point lead, you, you let go of the rope a little bit. Every single team in the NBA does that. So it's a slight bit disappointing they had to put Valanciunas, who was great on the boards in this one, 17 rebounds. Houston's one of the better offensive rebounding teams in the league, and New Orleans really limited what they were able to do with that. 13 defensive boards for Jonas Valanciunas in this, along with 16 points. You know, the Rockets got back into it, but New Orleans just put C.J. McCollum and and Jonas Valanciunas back in, and that door shut right then and there. There was never a point where I got nervous that the Houston Rockets were actually going to win this game. They delivered. This is what you wanted to see. But again, it's one thing to do it against a bad team. This was a team they should have beaten. I will say, given the stretch coming up, which we're going to talk about in the next segment, this feels like it was a bit of a must win because we don't know how long Zion's going to be out. We're also getting reports that it's maybe longer than just three weeks. We don't know when Brandon Ingram is coming back just yet either. So to get this victory at home against a subpar opponent that, whoa, Houston, man, just looks bad. I, I don't I don't really know what to say about that. Like that team... It's kind of kind of trash to me to be, which I think is kind of by design and what they want. Certainly what they want. They don't want to be winning very many basketball games. So get that one. Don't lose to an opponent that's not actively trying to win. And guess what? New Orleans didn't. There is a bit of a culture shift here where in years past, they probably would have played down to this team. They didn't. Yeah, Houston got back in it, but that's going to happen when you have the third and fourth string guys in there that are desperate to get some minutes and want to prove that they belong. But eventually they waved the white flag and you had the Pelicans coming out as victors in this one. Thank you, CJ McCollum, Jonas Valanciunas, and others for just doing what you needed to do, what you should have been doing. And yeah, pretty happy with this win. Like I, I don't really have very many complaints whatsoever about New Orleans and this victory. But this is a different game than the one they're going to face on Friday, on Saturday, some of the other games coming up next week. Let's break that down coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want the fat and the calories, then you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and one of my goals the past year has been to eat a little bit healthier, and Built Bar has really 
help me do it because these things are delicious and I look forward to eating a Built Bar every time. So you've got to try them. Healthy is actually tasty. You won't even realize these are good for you, so they're perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate and they have unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I'm not really sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even need to wait around to get a box. For years, I've been talking about how you can order your Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right, head to your nearest Walmart, Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of, of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-pack uh, box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, which is a great flavor, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, you can grab a 13-bar box of the Hit Flavors Brownie Batter and Churro. Go get them. You can thank me later. All right. Today, we are talking about the Pelicans beating the Houston Rockets 119-108. A must-needed win, given that we got some news from Woj on ESPN saying yesterday that, well, this strain for Zion might be a bit of a bigger deal than we realized. He's going to be reevaluated in 13 weeks. That does not mean, or in 13 weeks, three weeks, does not mean he's coming back in three weeks. That just means, okay, we'll do some more scans. We'll see how it's healing, but he needs a minimum of three weeks of basically doing nothing. So that's what's going on right now. After that, then it'll be determined when he can play. It might be we got to give him three more weeks. Then there's another reevaluation. Woj seemed to say this might keep him out a month or two. Hamstrings are just kind of one of those things that you got to let heal and you got to kind of be off of your legs. Zion wasn't even at the game, probably because they just want him with his leg up resting, which is the smart move. So he's going to be out for probably longer than we realize. We still don't have a date on BI coming back. So while the Pelicans' depth, Najee Marshall, Trey Murphy, Dyson Daniels, who was good in this game too, really stepped up, yeah, you can do that against the Houston Rockets. But the true test is coming these next couple of games because things get a whole lot harder for the Pelicans as they're about to go on a five-game road trip. If the Pelicans want to claim they are the deepest team in the league, you got to do at least okay on this trip. And I mean, you got to get go two and three. Let's be realistic on how this is probably going to be. Friday against the Brooklyn Nets, who look like the best team in the East right now. You have a back-to-back second night at Dallas. Then you're on the road at Washington. They score a bunch of points, but should be able to get that. January 11th at Boston. Then you're on the road at Detroit before going on to face Cleveland. Those are tough teams before coming home to play the Miami Heat. Those are not easy games. The Cavs are good. The Celtics are good. Dallas has Luka. I don't want to call him good. So your depth is going to be tested in a way that it hasn't been before. And I've said, I I really do think this Pelicans team is one of the deepest in the league, but it kind of revolves around the stars. You know, Najee has stepped up, but you're going to need more than 13 points from him. What, what did he score? It was more than 13, 16 points, you know, from him nightly if you want to win some of those games. So this is the time for them to kind of prove we are the deepest team in the league, and it's with really talented players, not just guys that work around our stars, right? Najee went 5 for 12 in this, and I think that's a good game for him. He made two threes, dished out four assists, grabbed five, uh, seven rebounds in this, and scored 16 points. He was really good. He's been really, really good. It's also the Houston Rockets. The Rockets that melted down and clearly didn't want to be here or playing this game whatsoever. 
So I am still going to be a little bit skeptical. I think they are one of the deepest teams in the league, but as I've been saying, there's an asterisk there. That it's cool. When you have Zion, whether you have Najee, Trey, Herb, Dyson, Devontae, Kyra, it doesn't matter as much because Zion's going to make those guys look good no matter what, and they fill that role well. And that's actually a compliment on those players because there's a lot that don't do that. But this is where it's going to be tested in a way that it never has been before. You're going to need some of these guys to play like stars or all-stars or really quality starters when they're normally bench guys. That doesn't mean they're not capable of doing it, and I really hope they do. And there's still some sort of edge to this team, and the guys are willing to kind of play for one another, so they do a lot of those things you want. And we've seen Najee do it. We've seen Trey do it. We've seen Jose win them a game, too. Dyson Daniels, defense, my goodness, is he good and is he tough. They are very capable of coming out and playing at the level that you're going to need to see them do that. So I'm going to be really excited because I do think this is one of the truer tests this Pelicans team is going to face all season long. And if you can get Brandon Ingram back maybe next week, let's say, that's going to make this road trip a little bit easier. It's going to make this stretch of schedule where you're not going to have Zion going into the all-star break, you know, a whole lot more manageable. But some of these teams, they are... uh, quality and it's not going to be easy. And then after this five game stretch, the Pelicans still have a bunch of tough games. Miami at home on the road to Orlando, who's doing well on the road in Miami, which always makes things a little bit tougher. You got a couple of back-to-backs in there too with Denver in Minnesota and then the Wizards and the on the road to the Bucks. These are tough games. And the Western Conference is kind of jumbled up and bunched up right now. So you can go from being a third seed in the West, to a play-in tournament team just like that, pretty much. And that's not a situation New Orleans wants to be in. But we're going to really learn a lot about this team. Look, what what Willie Green did with the starting lineup here of C.J. McCollum, Herb Jones, Najee Marshall, Trey Murphy, and Jonas Valanciunas, I thought was good. That's kind of the right starting lineup, I think, if you want to keep Herb in there, and they probably should for defense because he was good defensively. We'll talk about him next. That it gives you enough offense there. Najee can be that threat driving downhill, dishing and shooting from three and kind of giving you a little bit in all areas. Trey's your your shooter that can also play down low a little bit. Valanciunas clearly can control the boards and dominate a game and impose his will in ways. And then CJ, when he's going off like that, that works. You know, and you had Trey cutting, setting screens, doing a couple of other things too. It gave them enough offense. This team, when they're all playing at their best, I think can win some of these games on the road. Not going to be easy. It's not going to be like getting a 31-point lead over the Houston Rockets, but they're very much capable of doing it. And I'm excited to really see what this Pelicans team is made of. Willie Green's got his kind of thumbprint on there. He's rotating through guys a in a quicker way than we expected to see than he was before. The rotations were a little bit different. I want to watch another game or two without some of these guys to really see how, if that's going to be what the the stuff is and the rotation is. And I'm excited for what they're doing right now. This was a good win. I really don't have a lot of complaints, but let's look at some of the individual performances coming up from some of the other guys in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Look, as a small business owner, 
or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 depends on all the team members you surround yourself with. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve those goals. You know, you want to be able to get someone in quick. You can't have jobs posted and open for too long. Otherwise, it's going to hurt your bottom line. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Then you can identify the ones you want and connect with them fast and for free. And LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn jobs helps you find the quality qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MBA. That's linkedin.com slash MBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday with y'all breaking down everything you want to know about the team. The only show coming to you like this, the number one rated, number one most listened to Pelicans podcast. Tell a friend about the show, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a comment down below on YouTube. Number one thing you can do to support the channel. Now for your second listen, go check out Locked On, uh, Locked On NBA Game to Game. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game NBA covers every game from across the association with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA. It's available on that channel, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube. All right, today we are talking about the Pelicans' 119-108 win over the Houston Rockets. I was really pleased with this, what New Orleans did. The right kind of intensity, the right kind of rotations, the right type of lineups out there. It was all really good. And you got some really good performances from a lot of these guys, even if it wasn't always leading to them like stuffing the stat sheet. Jose Alvarado, nice bounce back game for him after a couple of rough shooting games. 13 points, five assists. He made three straight threes from the same spot. And you can see the energy that he brings to the table. Picking up guys, full court, doing everything you need him to do. He was great in this one. Jackson Hayes only played 16 minutes, only scored four points. But I loved what we saw from him. Seven rebounds, really helping the team in that regard against a pretty good rebounding Houston Rockets team. He also had two blocks, including one block that was swatted right to one of the Pelicans players who started a fast break with it. That's my favorite thing a shot blocker can do. Block a shot to your teammate, not out of bounds where the opponent retains possession and just has to inbound it with like 14 seconds left or so. Do it where it goes to your guy. They can get out and run and give you some easy transition points. New Orleans failed to convert that transition opportunity, but at least they had one. Love that. He's been playing really well. He's been playing really well in the role that they're asking for him. He's athletic. They they missed a lob to him, which was a little bit disappointing. This team's one of the worst lob-throwing teams in the league, which not great, not bad. But he's he's played himself into a role. You know, Billy Hernan Gomez showed off his value too. 14.7 rebounds for him. Really great down low, cleaning up a couple of own, you know, Pelicans misses to give him second chance points to keep them in it. 
Dude just delivers when called upon. He was actually pretty decent in this one defensively too. Dyson Daniels at the end of that first quarter, getting some big minutes for New Orleans, grabbed a steal and then got the uh, foul against Tari Eason, fellow rookie, who a lot of people wanted New Orleans to draft over Dyson Daniels, scored on, uh, missed one of his free throws, or he got, it was the and one. He scored and then went to the line for one, missed it, was rebounded by the Pelicans. You know, just little plays like that, right? That defensive steal on the, on the inbound, getting the ball. It, he is so good defensively at 19 years old. It usually takes players three years to contribute to a team defensively in the NBA. You know, they drafted him for his defense, so they expected this, but they didn't expect this to be this good this year. I went on WWL radio too, and Bobby Abair asked me, you know, is he playing like to his expectations? And I said, no, he's playing above his expectations. They thought he'd be good defensively in a year or two, not this good right now. And his three-point shooting has been pretty good as well. He hit one three in this game. He grabbed five rebounds, dished out four assists, and had three steals. That is a great stat line for the rookie, even if he only finished with five points on the night. You also had Trey showing why he wants to be in both the three-point contest and dunk contest. Deep threes, a couple of big dunks that were pretty emphatic, showing off his hops there too. Nice game from him. You know, needs to improve a little bit defensively right now. I think he's trying a little too hard on that side of the ball. Went for a couple of steals that ended up turning into easy points in the half court for Houston. But look, 14 points from him, two of eight shooting, so the shot wasn't there, but still contributing and helping New Orleans get the win. Najee Marshall being a knife, right? Like just being a knife. He was great. Love what you see from him. Getting downhill, attacking, spotting up, shooting, dishing out assists, whatever's needed in the moment he's willing to provide. Fantastic. This was a good game all around. If you watch this one, yeah, Houston got back into it. Don't stress about that. New Orleans played really well. They didn't have Zion or BI. Look, do the same thing again, and you can get a couple of victories on this tough stretch coming up. But look, it's really where they're going to be tested. I'm excited to watch it, and I'll be here talking about it all. So make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And that's going to do it for this episode of Lockdown Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.